0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Want to be a more effective communicator? Learn how generational science can equip you to speak across generations in a way you can be heard well. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable.
1: This is IVP.
0: Let's get in the Word and may the Word get in us.
1: Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
0: Old Testament reading Numbers chapter 21 through Numbers chapter 22. Numbers chapter 21. When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was approaching along the road to Atharim, he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoner. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver this people into our hand, then we will utterly destroy their cities. The Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them in their cities. So the name of the place was called Hormah, Fiery Serpents. Then they traveled from Mount Hor by the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient along the way, and the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread or water, and we detest this worthless food. So the Lord sent venomous snakes among the people, and they bit the people. Many people of Israel died. Then the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he would take away the snakes from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous snake and set it on a pole. When anyone who is bitten looks at it, he will live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole, so that if a snake had bitten someone, when he looked at the bronze snake, he lived. The approach to Moab The Israelites traveled on and camped in Oboth. Then they traveled on from Mobot and camped at Ayah-Abarim, in the wilderness that is before Moab on the eastern side. From there they moved on and camped in the valley of Zered. From there they moved on and camped on the other side of the Arnon, in the wilderness that extends from the regions of the Amorites. For Arnon is the border of Moab, between Moab and the Amorites. This is why it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Wahib and Sufa in the wadis, the Arnon. In the slope of the valleys that extends to the dwelling of Ar, and falls off at the border of Moab. And from there they traveled to Beer, that is, the well where the Lord spoke to Moses, Gather the people, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing to it, the well which the princes dug, which the leaders of the people open with their scepters and their staffs. And from the wilderness they traveled to Matana, and from Matana to Nahalil, and from Nahalil to Bamoth and from Bamoth to the valley that is in the country of Moab, near the top of Pisgah, which overlooks the wastelands. The victory over Sihon and Og. Then Israel sent messengers to King Sihon of the Amorites, saying, Let us pass through your land. We will not turn aside into the fields or into the vineyards, nor will we drink water from any well, but we will go along the king's highway until we pass your borders. But Sihon did not permit Israel to pass through his border. He gathered all his forces together and went out against Israel into the wilderness. When he came to Jahaz, he fought against Israel. But the Israelites defeated him in battle and took possession of his land from the Arnon to the Jabok, as far as the Ammonites, for the border of the Ammonites was strongly defended. So Israel took all these cities, and Israel settled in all the cities of the Amorites in Heshbon and in all its villages, for Heshbon was the city of King Sihon of the Amorites. Now he had fought against the former king of Moab, and had taken all his land from his control, as far as the Arnon. That is why those who speak in Proverbs say, Come to Heshbon, let it be built, let the city of Sihon be established. For fire went out from Heshbon, a flame from the city of Sihon. It has consumed Ar of Moab, and the lords of the high places of Arnon. Woe to you, Moab! You are ruined, O people of Hamos! He has made his sons fugitives, and his daughters the prisoners of King Sihon of the Amorites. We have overpowered them. Heshbon has perished as far as Dibon. We have shattered them as far as Nopha, which reaches to Medeba. So the Israelites lived in the land of the Amorites. Moses sent spies to reconnoiter Jazir, and they captured its villages and dispossessed the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up by the road to Bashan. And King Og of Bashan and all his forces marched out against them to do battle at Edri. And the Lord said to Moses, Do not fear him, for I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hand. You will do to him what you did to King Sihon of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So they defeated Og, his sons, and all his people until there were no survivors and they possessed his land. Numbers chapter 22 Balaam refuses to curse Israel the Israelites traveled on encamped in the rift valley plains of Moab on the side of the Jordan river across from Jericho. Balak son of Zippor saw all that the Israelites had done to the Amorites. And the Moabites were greatly afraid of the people because they were so numerous. The Moabites were sick with fear because of the Israelites. So the Moabites said to the elders of Midian, Now this mass of people will lick up everything around us as the bull devours the grass of the field. Now Balak, son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at this time. And he sent messengers to Balaam, son of Beor at Pethor, which is by the Euphrates River, in the land of Ammah, to summon him, saying, Look, a nation has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the earth, and they are settling next to me. So now please come and curse this nation for me, for they are too powerful for me. Perhaps I will prevail, so that we may conquer them, and drive them out of the land." For I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fee for divination in their hands. They came to Balaam and reported to him the words of Balak. He replied to them, Stay here tonight, and I will bring back to you whatever word the Lord may speak to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. And God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent a message to me, saying, Look, a nation has come out of Egypt, and it covers the face of the earth. Come now and put a curse on them for me. Perhaps I will be able to defeat them and drive them out. But God said to Balaam, You must not go with them. You must not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam got up in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go to your land, for the Lord has refused to permit me to go with you. So the princes of Moab departed and went back to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Balaam accompanies the Moabite princes. Balak again sent princes, more numerous and more distinguished than the first, and they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, son of Zippor, Please do not let anything hinder you from coming to me, for I will honor you greatly, and whatever you tell me I will do. So come, put a curse on this nation for me. Balaam replied to the servants of Balak, Even if Balak would give me his palace full of silver and gold, I could not transgress the commandment of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now therefore, please stay the night here also, that I may know what more the Lord might say to me. God came to Balaam that night and said to him, If the men have come to call you, get up and go with them. But the word that I will say to you, that you must do. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. God opposes Balaam. Then God's anger was kindled, because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. Now he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn in his hand. So the donkey turned aside from the road and went into the field, but Balaam beat the donkey to make her turn back to the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a path among the vineyards, where there was a wall on either side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, She pressed herself into the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, so he beat her again. Then the angel of the Lord went farther and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn, either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she crouched down under Balaam. Then Balaam was angry, and he beat his donkey with a staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, "'What have I done to you that you have beaten me these three times?' And Balaam said to the donkey, you have made me look stupid. I wish there were a sword in my hand, for I would kill you right now. The donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey that you have ridden ever since I was yours until this day? Have I ever attempted to treat you this way? And he said, no. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his sword drawn in his hand. So he bowed his head and threw himself down with his face to the ground. The angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you beaten your donkey these three times? Look, I came out to oppose you, because what you are doing is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned from me these three times. If she had not turned from me, I would have killed you but saved her alive. Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood against me in the road. So now if it is evil in your sight, I will go back home. But the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but you may only speak the word that I will speak to you. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. Balaam meets Balak. When Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at a city of Moab that was on the border of the Arnon at the boundary of his territory. Balak said to Balaam, Did I not send again and again to you to summon you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Balaam said to Balak, Look, I have come to you. Now am I able to speak just anything? I must speak only the word that God puts in my mouth. So Balaam went to Balak, and they came to kiriath Huzoth, And Balak sacrificed bulls and sheep and sent some to Balaam and to the princes who were with him. Then on the next morning, Balak took Balaam and brought him up to Bamoth-Bal. From there, he saw the extent of the nation. New Testament Reading Mark chapter 6, verses 30-44 through 44. The Feeding of the Five Thousand Then the apostles gathered around Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught. He said to them, Come with me privately to an isolated place and rest awhile, For many were coming and going, and there was no time to eat. So they went away by themselves in a boat to some remote place. But many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they hurried on foot from all the towns and arrived there ahead of them. As Jesus came ashore, he saw the large crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he taught them many things." When it was already late, his disciples came to him and said, This is an isolated place, and it is already very late. Send them away so that they can go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said, Should we go and buy bread for 200 silver coins and give it to them to eat? He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said five and two fish. Then he directed them all to sit down in groups on the green grass, so they reclined in groups of hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. He gave them to his disciples to serve the people, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the broken pieces and fish that were left over, twelve baskets full. Now there were five thousand men who ate the bread. Luke chapter 9. Verses 10-17 through The Feeding of the Five Thousand When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew privately to a town called Bethsaida. But when the crowds found out they followed him, he welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and cured those who needed healing. Now the day began to draw to a close, so the twelve came and said to Jesus, Send the crowd away so they can go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and food because we are in an isolated place. But he said to them, You, give them something to eat. They replied, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. Now about 5,000 men were there. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. So they did as Jesus directed, and the people all sat down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. He gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd, They all ate and were satisfied, and what was left over was picked up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, thank you for your word. Thank you, O God, for the ways, the unique ways that you get our attention, O God. Uh, The way that you use the donkey, oh God, to get Balaam's attention, oh Lord God. Would you help us to pay attention to the ways that you might be speaking to us, not only through your word, oh God, but through the wisdom of the community that you've surrounded us with, oh God. Would you help us, oh God, to be able to be sensitive, oh Lord God, to, to your leading. Sensitive, oh God, to the conviction, oh God, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, oh God. Thank you. Lord that you are a God who cares not only about our soul but our bodies oh Lord God I thank you oh God that that your response was not to oblige the disciples a suggestion that that the people be sent away so that they can go buy food but your response was to provide them with food you feed them oh God would you help us oh Lord God to always always care Oh God, holistically about our neighbors, not only their souls, but their bodies, O oh Lord God, and their shelter. Help us to look out for the needs and the interests, O oh Lord God, of those around us, O oh Lord God. And thank you for your constant provision. Would you give us hearts of gratitude to thank you for all the small and great things that you do in our lives, oh God. It's so easy for us to take for granted the daily bread that you give us to take for granted, oh God, the breath of life, O oh Lord God, that you give us to take for granted the new mercies that we are given every day to take for granted the fact that we were able to wake up and exist, O Lord God, on this day that you have made. Help us to rejoice and be glad in it no matter our circumstances, God. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. If we want to be effective communicators, it's important to know that different generations communicate differently. In his book, Speaking Across Generations, Daryl Hall explores how generations are distinct people groups with their own cultures and languages. Pastor Hall engages with generational science and fresh research from the Barner Group. You'll learn how each generation receives verbal messages from boomers and Xers to millennials and Gen Z and those not yet named. Become a more effective communicator with insight from Daryl Hall in speaking